Well, then, in the reading just then, we heard the words of the angel to the shepherds, I bring you good news. And quite frankly, just like those poor shepherds on a winter night in the fields of Bethlehem, so to us today on a winter night in this field of Clapham, so too we are in need of good news, aren't we? I mean, the Omicron variant sweeping the land, petrol prices sky high, public opinion of the government rock bottom, the first test of the Ashes cricket already lost, and then the Formula One today as well. We are in desperate, desperate need of good news, aren't we? Well, console yourselves first of all that at least you're not, at least I hope you're not, one of the employees of the mortgage firm Better.com in the States. Uh, Earlier this week, 900 of them were invited onto a Zoom call with their CEO in the run-up to Christmas. Great, they're thinking, here comes the Christmas bonus. And this is what the CEO said to them. He said, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining. I come to you with not great news. This isn't news that you're going to want to hear. If you're on this call, and 900 of them were, you are part of the unlucky group that is being laid off. Your employment here is terminated, effective immediately. Delightful. Happy Christmas. The angel said, I bring you good news. The CEO says, I bring you not great news. And quite frankly, at the moment, even if we haven't been sacked from our job via a Zoom call just before Christmas, most of us, I am guessing, our feelings at the moment are tending more to the not great news. And so the question is, for us tonight, where can good news be found this Christmas? Because it seems in short supply, where can we find good news? Well, those words of the angel to the shepherds, what did the angel say? He said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Well, for Boris, he was hoping that the birth of his and Carrie's baby this week uh, would be good news, a a welcome diversion uh, from all the bad news that's been emanating from number 10 recently. But why, in these Bible passages, is this baby good news? Well, the clue is in all the baby's names. I wonder if you noticed throughout all the Bible readings that we've had, all the different names given to this baby. I mean, in the second reading from Isaiah, they just stacked up the the names of the baby, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. But just take this evening, particularly the three different names for the baby given by the angel to Mary and to Joseph. To Joseph. Uh, The angel says this, he says, you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. You see, the name Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua, which means the Lord saves. The name Jesus tells us the good news that we can know God's pardon for the past. We can be saved from our sin. And then the angel continues to Joseph, and the angel says they will call him, the baby, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God 
with us. And if that is true, if it is, if it is true, God with us, well, then that is pretty good news, isn't it? That God loves each one of us so much that he came to be present with us on this earth and to share all the experience of our lives. The name Emmanuel, it tells us that we can know God's presence for the present. And then to Mary. Well, the angel said that this baby will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High and his kingdom will never end. You see, the good news of this name, the Son of the Most High, this good news, it is for the future. This offer of being part of Jesus' kingdom forever, God's paradise for the future. Now, can I ask each one of you this evening, just to take a moment, just to pause for a moment in this place and just to consider if that is true, is this good news, is it for you? Is it for you, God's pardon for the past, God's presence for the present, and God's paradise for the future? Because many of us, I think, we are tempted to think, well, this is just good news for other people. It's not for me, it's just for other people. Maybe it's just good news for particularly bad people or particularly gullible people, or particularly weak people, or, or for people who are about to die. Uh, my name is Jago, and it is a strange name, I know. It's Welsh for James. It's a common Cornish surname. Uh, I discovered when I was 18, I went to Malaysia, and uh, for two weeks I couldn't work out why people would laugh every time I introduced myself, until I was told that in Malaysian, Jago means strong man or king rooster. But recently on Instagram, I have somehow been added to an Instagram group chat titled Jagos. And it is a group made up of all the Jagos that exist on Instagram. And I think that the Jago group organizers, who are all called Jago, as you might expect, they're trying to get it up to 100 Jagos in this group, but they are failing. Uh, and they're not having much success, particularly because this group chat in the Jagos group chat, it's frankly so banal that as fast as they find new Jagos to join the group, <laughs> other Jagos leave it in disgust. <laughs> you see, this group chat, it is just good news for people called Jago, and it's barely even that. But what does the angel say here? The angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Every single one of us. For all the people, not just people called Jago, not just people who are particularly bad or gullible or dying, but every single one of us, this is good news. And here's why. I wonder if you spotted each time that the angel comes that first Christmas, when the angel comes to Mary, when the angel comes to Joseph, when the angel comes to the shepherds, each time, what does the angel say? When he comes to Mary, the angel says, Mary, do not be afraid. When the angel comes to Joseph, he says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. When the angel comes to the shepherds, he says, do not be afraid. 
You see, the reason that Jesus Christ is good news for us all, every single one of us here, every single person on this planet, the reason is because Jesus Christ enables us not to be afraid. He is the solution to all our fears. As we sang just a few moments ago, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And if you're sitting here and you're saying, well, actually, I don't have many fears. Actually, this isn't really very relevant to me. Well, can I politely ask you to consider again? Do you have fears about the past? All your regrets, your shame, your failings, your muck-ups. That's certainly relevant to me. I don't know about you. Well, in this baby Jesus, we discover everything. It can be pardoned, it can be forgiven, it can be wiped away. It can be dealt with by this baby growing up to die a death in our place on the cross. God's pardon for our past. And do you have fears about the present? You know, do you have concerns? Do you have unknowns? Do you have difficulties? Do you have challenges? Do you have big life decisions? Now, that's relevant to me, surely to you too as well. Well, in this baby Jesus, we have someone who will guide us and who will help us through life. God's presence for our present. And then do you have fears about the future? About your ultimate future? Do you have, do you have fears about Death, you know, the thing that COVID has made so much more visible. Indeed, you have fears about what happens after your death. Well, in this baby, Jesus, we discover God promising us security, security in this life and in the next. God's paradise for our future. One of the... um, the biggest hits, the biggest success stories of the last two years during the pandemic has been Charlie Mackesy's book, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And one of his most famous images is this one up on the screen here. What is the bravest thing you've ever said? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. And I think the horse is right. Because however sorted we may feel, however together any one of us may be, all of us, if we're honest, we have fears about the past and the present and the future. And the brave thing to do is to say to Jesus, help. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was an incredible German pastor who tried to overthrow the Nazi regime in the Second World War and he was sadly captured and he was executed as a result at the age of 39. And before Dietrich Bonhoeffer died, he wrote a book, a book called God in the Manger about Christmas. And this is part of what he wrote in his book. He wrote this. He said, we have become so accustomed to the idea of divine love and of God's coming at Christmas, 
that we no longer feel the shiver of fear that God's coming should arouse in us. We are indifferent to the message, taking only the pleasant and agreeable out of it, and forgetting the serious aspect that the God of the world draws near to the people of our little earth and lays claim to us. Who among us will celebrate Christmas correctly? Whoever finally lays down all power, all honor, all reputation, all vanity, all arrogance, all individualism beside the manger. Whoever remains lowly and lets God alone be high. Whoever looks at the child in the manger and sees the glory of God precisely in his lowliness. This Christmas, the solution to all our fears, to all our fears about the past, the present, and the future, this Christmas, the solution to all our fears, ironically, is to have fear. To have a right fear, awe, reverence in Jesus. And the only thing that stops you or I from having that right fear of Jesus, the only thing that stops us is our pride, refusing to say, help. Who among us will celebrate Christmas correctly, says Bonhoeffer. In just a moment, Charlie Normand, who's a member of HDC, he's going to sing for us the Three Kings by Cornelius. And the Three Kings, the wise men, they had it all, didn't they? They had riches, they had wealth, they had influence. But the amazing thing about them was they were prepared to humble themselves. They were prepared, as, you, as it were, to, to say help. They were prepared to, to, to take their crowns off their own heads and to bow down with their gold, with their frankincense, with their myrrh. They were prepared to bow down in fear and awe and reverence of King Jesus. Tonight, this Christmas, as Charlie will sing, gold, incense, Myrrh, thou canst not bring, but offer thy heart to the infant king.